Hi, I'm Kyla Fry, and I'm being the change we want to see by tuning into Too High to Go Hell, the Midnight Podcast. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. We are winning. We are winners. It's time to continue. Let's get it in. Hey! Come one, come all. Let's vibe out together, man. stop you man let nothing get in your way right now nothing nothing love is your weapon love is our weapon love is our weapon love is our sword love is our guiding light love is our force love is our connection it's our network to God Love is our only frequency. If it ain't on love, we can't hear it. If it ain't on love, we can't connect. If it ain't on love, we don't know it, we don't recognize it. We only look through the lens of love. We only look through the lens of love. The eyes of love is the vision of God. The eyes of love is the vision of God. The eyes of love is the vision of God. Watch you at all. Inside! Yeah. The eyes of love is the vision of God. What do you see? What do you see? What can you see? What can you see? Can you see love? you experience love? Can you feel love? We don't know any other frequency. It's our oxygen. It's our weapon of mass construction. Love. Hey! You get me? You don't know already. Let's get it in today. Mm-hmm. Peace and love, family. Let's get on the live. today. <laughs> what going? What's going on with you? <laughs> Where's your face? I can't see your face. You can't see my face? Can you see me now? Around. Nah, hold on. I'm going live with you guys today. I'm going live with some of you lot today. This is the Spiritual Health Conversation family. Watu Aroho inside. Let's connect with the people. I know, it's not working. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I can't see you. I know. I don't know what's happening. You ain't paid for your Wi-Fi. <laughs> I did. I promise. I just don't know why it's not working. Oh, my Lord. You got me all excited. And you got me all excited. Uh, you know what? We're just going to blame the towers. Let's just blame all the phone towers. and just. How you blaming the phone towers? That's their one job. 
they're slacking on their only job. I'm uh, over here eating my watermelon, living my best life, and they won't let on. me do it. <laughs> come on. That's what I'm talking about. Ah, oh, peace in. I love hearing you guys' voices. Honestly, I love hearing you guys' voices. Man, there's an energy right now that I'm I'm only on. I'm only on the love program. That's all I'm on. I ain't got time for nothing else. That's all I'm on is the love program. So I love I love hearing my people's voices, man. You beautiful people, man. Hey. Ah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. We're going to go live with some of you guys today. This is the Spiritual Health Conversation family. You know what we're here for. You know what we're about. We are getting it in. All we're on here. This is the love program. This conversation is dedicated to all my millennials across the world to speak on spiritual health, understanding spirituality, understanding how to live a spiritually healthy life in this time related to our aims, our objectives, our purpose, our vision for our world, okay? This conversation is dedicated to re-empowering you with the tools that you already have. You already have. You just, we just don't know how to use it. We already have tools. We've got so many tools available to us, family. And right now, a lot of us are caught up on time. The idea of time is ruining your practice and participation of your best life. Let me say that again. The idea of time is ruining your practice and participation of your best life. It is ruining your experience of heaven. Everything is there, but you have to build the muscle. You cannot just get the muscle. There is no quick potion you can drink to, you know, build up the strength you need. You see what I'm saying? If you want to be free, independent, you want to live in truth, you want to live in peace, you want to live in harmony, you have to go through your process of exercise. What is your exercise? You want to grow in spiritual muscles, family? It's just like anything. Come on, man. Come on, family. Don't. Let's not do it. Let's not relegate. Let's not relegate spirituality to anything other than what we normally do when we want to build up resistance, strength, endurance, right? And grow ourselves into different human beings. You understand? You want to lose weight? You have to take on a diet. You have to shift your lifestyle. You see? You want to become a martial artist? you've got to go through the process of martial arts. You see what I'm saying? You've got to practice it, participate. You want to become um, Carlos Santana on the guitars? You have to bleed, literally develop calluses on your fingers. You got to break and hurt your fingers and develop bumps on your fingers so that you can grow extra thick skin so that when you push, and you go, that takes consistent work. You, are you trying to grow yourself into a divine being that you know you are? You must have your exercise program. That's it, family. There is nothing else to be had. Your program, your program, your program, your program. No one can force you onto it. No one can keep you on it. It's all up to you. Yes? What is your program to help your spirituality develop? I am sitting here as someone who's taking responsibility for not only developing my personal program, but for sharing that with others so that we can do that together. Because we are all in variant ways, in a similar boat. But if we want to become the divine beings that we know inside that we are, that we get constant little windows. How many of you lot got constant windows into your divinity? You know, you might be meditating, right? And, you know, usually your meditations are a certain way, but there might be one meditation that hit deep that gave you a window into another experience. 
and you may have had that once and never again, it's because the, the muscle, it's there, but the muscle needs to develop. That only, becomes, only comes about through practice, participation, action, interaction, intention, thought. Constant, constant love, service. You see? You might be doing something and you might hit the gym and one day there's energy in the gym, you lift that weight that you ain't lifted before and you're like, right, tip, you know? It's all about consistency, family. And I'm here, I am here for the spiritual exercise. We're going to do this together, the spiritual exercise. For those of you who join Cesar Rojo every morning, that is a spiritual exercise. That is a discipline to help you understand your energy powers. Okay? And for those of you who are on the 21-day Cesar Rojo Challenge, which starts this Sunday, I can't wait to be there with Uno. Can't wait to be there with you guys. And we're going to go through this. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. Yes? Because we are people of God. We're people of God. And God's should have fun. You get what I'm saying? We should have fun on our spiritual journey. We should smile through our challenges. We should wink and bite our lips and stick our tongue out at the opportunity of spiritual growth. When challenges come to us, we need to be like, you know, feeling, all right, okay, it needs to feel like a playground. Done with all of this nonsense, fam. Yes, Growing spiritually means you have to challenge yourself. It means you have to get rid of attachments. And the removal of attachments can feel painful. You have to get comfortable with darkness. But who said it has to be a painful experience? You understand? It might not be pleasurable. It might not incite joy. Yes? It might put a certain level of distress on your body. But it doesn't have to be pain, trauma, it doesn't have to be horrific. No, 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 no. It's only those things because we have not the understanding of the equilibrium of life. It's like when you sit in the dark as a child and you cry about the darkness because something about you believes that the darkness is bad. And some of us as adults still believe that. But when you get to a certain space and you understand the power of the night, of the dark, darkness becomes your friend. You become like Bane. You really adopted the darkness, Batman. I was born in it. I reveled in the darkness. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Darkness is wonderful. I have a good time in the darkness. You get what I said? <laughs> it always, hey, there's a bounty to be experienced in the darkness. Honestly, honestly, you know, there's a bounty to be experienced in the darkness, family. So we don't have to be scared of it. And so when we go on our spiritual journey, family, this is, this is, what, we, this is what we have to make fun. This is what we have to make fun and exciting to all of my spiritual health uh, practitioners out there, all of my healers in training, my student healers, my student divinaires, my student sages. Yes, you people out there, I want to encourage you and my creatives who are going walking their spiritual path and discovering their own spiritual power. All of my creatives, I implore you to create fun. Here's what I want you to do. Whatever you've learned on your spiritual journey, I need you to find a way to teach it to under 10-year-olds. Because whatever you've learned in your spiritual journey that has been rough, like crazy, revelatory, life-shifting, you know, shadow-presenting, I need you to find a way to teach that to 10-year-olds, 10, 10 and below. Because when you can teach it to 10 and below, they get to... Get to, get to skip all of that stuff that you went through and, and go through the process of understanding the importance of pain, discipline, the importance of challenge, the importance of adversity in creating spiritual power. Therefore, you can create literally the path 
that they can walk on to develop themselves. We need, to, we need our children to know that they are God. Yes? We need, to, we need them to know that. That needs to be zero. That needs to be their zero. So that when they get to teenage age, you know, and they, or, or in their 20s, they're not trying to undo all of the other shit. We need to give them a leg to stand on. We need them to stand up. So we need to teach, focus on teaching children. Another powerful reason why teaching children is so powerful because you get, you, by teaching children, you become the most honest student you've ever become of your own practices because children don't deal with the bullshit. Children go straight to, boom, this is what, I want to know. What's that question about? Why did you close your eyes when you're meditating? <laughs> why must I sit up straight? You know what I'm saying? What's so powerful about it? You know what I mean? What, why, 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 why? And your mind, you got to go and really fetch those answers. Or it's not going to make sense. You know? Also, children pick up what you, how you live. N less than what you say, how you live, how you move. Children are absorbing that. So these are the things. Teach children. Take responsibility for teaching a child something. Whatever it is you have dedicated your life to, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's making hats, dyeing hair, reading a language, flipping, creating flip-flops out of recycled plastic, whether it's, you know, like my brother Deshaman, whether it's reading faces, whether it's tarot cards, whether it's yoga poses, whether it's breath work, whether it's Cesarojo, whether it's the power of belly dancing, whether it's nutritional health, teach a child. You get what I'm saying? Drama, therapy, acting, music, beats, production. What else? What are we talking about? Literature, womanhood, manhood, sex, 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 sex. Whatever it is, you have taken up a interest in as a find a child under 10 and teach them that thing because you are knocking you are dealing with two problems yes you're dealing with by doing that take by taking responsibility for teaching a child yes you're dealing with two problems your discipline and their future your discipline and their future you see you you take responsibility for teaching a child you have a, a nice window to teach at least for 10 years 10 years is 10,000 hours if you're dedicating five hours a day to that which you're teaching 10,000 hours helps you become a master at what you are teaching if you teach a child that will allow you to bring all your knowledge down to its rudimentary understanding so that you yourself can grow in wisdom and power as the child is growing. So you ain't got to, you ain't got to, you ain't got to worry about decomposing adults' mind. You ain't trying to teach an adult something and you're trying to dive through all of their, all of their, <laughs> all of their own barriers. So you spend, you spend an hour trying to, decolonize their mind. You spend an hour trying to help them feel safe with the idea of what you're trying to teach them. We ain't doing that. Adults take responsibility for themselves. Children, we're going after the children. Whatever you've taken responsibility for, you adult, whatever it is, like I said, in all forms, whether it's, again, nutritional health, understanding masculinity, femininity, whether it's trimming pubic hairs, whether it's personal hygiene, whether it's playing guitar, whether it's, you know, language, whether it's biochemistry, you know what I'm saying, whether it's breath work, whether it's African spirituality, African history, aquaponics, I don't care. Do you get what I'm saying? Whatever it is, what are you doing? Everyone's doing something. Find a child to teach them. That child will help you become a master. 
because you are you're going to be disciplined to their growth. You are now saving the entire world just by focusing on one. Find one child, two children, five children. We got Zoom. You can talk to 81 children across the world if they're ready to show up at the same time. So where's the excuse? You can sit. You guys don't know if I'm wearing trousers right now. So if you're worried about looking cute, it's fine. Do it in your boxes. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Borrow some clothes. You know what I'm saying? You don't know if I brush my teeth. I smell good, by the way. But I'm just saying, family, all your excuses are done. You can sit at your home and teach that shizzle. Teach them how to cut an avocado. Teach them how to grow an avocado. Teach the kids. Teach your own kids. If you ain't got no kids, even if you've got children, teach someone's children. Teach the child out there. You ain't gonna teach them everything. I can't teach children about aquaponics, even though I'd love them to know about aquaponics. I can't teach them about agriculture. I want every child to know how to grow food, but I can't teach them. Why, Mikhail? Oh, Mikhail, why can't you teach about how to grow food? Because I don't know. I don't know how to do that. You understand? So all I can do is put them in touch with the people who are. I don't know how to grow food. I don't have to name food. You get what I'm saying? I know how to destroy food. <laughs> you understand? Teach a child how to DJ. I just saw a DJ pop in the thing. That put it to my... Teach a child how to mix music. You're teaching them science, maths, technology. Teach a child how to mix records. Don't ever undermine the... the, 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 the the, the spiritual gifts that can transform, that transformed our lives and what it can do for children. Teach a child how to freestyle. How about that? You understand what freestyling done? When you now apply the principles that you've learned in hip hop, whether it's uh, b-boy dancing, whether it's freestyle rapping, whether it's poet, poetic writing, you know, whether it's uh, battle, whether it's what, what else? Whether it's mixing and DJing, you when you apply that to spiritual understanding, you're dealing with high science, my friends. You're dealing with a very high science. You're dealing with language. You're dealing with human conflict. You're dealing with addressing traumas. You're dealing with uh, meta the metaphysics of the mind. You're dealing with business. You're dealing with chemistry. You understand? Come on, family. Don't ever underestimate the, what we've created. What we have created. Don't ever underestimate that. You understand? Let your child go and decompose. Give them a Nas lyrics. Tell them, go break that down. <laughs> Give them a Wu-Tang song. Or a Kendrick Lamar song. So go go break that down. I want to hear. I want to hear your feedback. Do you get what I'm saying? You got teenagers out here interested in ganja? Cool. You can't be smoking weed and telling your teenagers not to go out and smoke weed. Bring them in the house and say, all right, cool. What's the difference between sativa and indica? Since, you, since, you, since you're interested in ganja, come, let's talk about ganja. You get what I'm saying? Smoke that. How do you feel? I want you to write down exactly how you feel. What's going on in your mind? How does it make you feel? All right, cool. Smoke that one. What's the difference? All right, now eat it. What's the difference? What happens when you what happens when you cook this one at this temperature? What happens when you mix it with this with this compound? Take responsibility. You see what I'm saying? Cause what? Cause they're learning it from some you out on the roads. That's why they're coming all effed off on their face. You get what I'm saying? Bring it in. Bring it in the house. Because you're scared of their darkness. That's why you're scared to address theirs. We're not doing that. We're taking responsibility. If you want to smoke, come here. And if you don't smoke and you've got children around you that want to smoke, find someone who, because it's like this, you can banish them, but they're just going to go find someone anyway. So just go and put them in touch with someone who can you can teach them and help them understand and bring them through the curriculum of ganja because it's nature. Cannabis is nature. Yes? 
and its high science nature. It has a divine effect on the way we relate with life. It doesn't mean everyone needs to smoke or everyone needs to partake. It means we need to have an understanding of what it, what it is. Make sense? And since cannabis is being pushed on every single human being right now, we better, as a black people who've always, always participated in ganja, we better take that by the neck and teach our children how to practice, participate in that substance. You understand? Real talk. I'm being real. This is about taking responsibility. Teach them how to take res responsibility in that substance. Teach your girls about their entire nature, about their sexuality, about their bodies. Don't just, don't just throw nice words at them. Oh, you're a queen. Oh, da-da-da-da-da. Don't let no man da-da-da. What do you mean don't let no man after you did that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before you even warn them about men, they should have an understanding of themselves that by the time they even relate with a man, it's, it's all good. It's all cushy. They ain't scared of no man. But if all you can talk is negativity, oh, don't do this, don't do this, don't let no one do that, don't let no one be racist, don't let no man take you for this, you ain't giving them what to do. You just said don't let them. So then what do I replace with the actions you told me not to do? What do I replace with it now? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You haven't told me. You just told me what not to do. What do I do? And in fact, the only operative word and image, the only word sound power you've given me is the negative. So that's the only thing in my head. We're not doing that. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Whatever you're on, you don't know everything. I don't know everything, but we know everything. You understand? We know everything. I'm not a woman, but I have women around me that I trust with my life. If I have daughters, or I, like I do, I have nieces, you understand? Go and talk to auntie such and such. She's going to tell you about what's going on with your vagina. She's going to tell you about man. She's going to tell you about your body. She's going to tell you about all of that thing. She's going to tell you about everything, not the negative. She's going to show you your power through practice, participation, education. So by the time you meet the negative, you've got a power to overcome any challenge that comes your way in the form of some little hyperactive willy or whatever. You understand? You see? Take responsibility. Now, question. What are you on, family? What is your thing? What is your thing? Everyone's got their thing. I've got my thing. What's yours? What is yours? What are you doing? What are you passionate about? What have you struggled in the last 10 years to overcome and now you're, you're just passionate about learning and teaching? Do you get what I'm trying to say? You know, is it about, you know, how to make the best tasting cookies with no sugar, with no wheat, with no gluten? Amazing. Teach a child how to do that. Is it how to mix oils? Is it the use of essential oils in terms of your energy? Have you learned how to balance your chakras? You've learned the different levels of chakras? Have you learned it? Da -da -da -da? Teach a child. You know why you should teach a child? Because a child will help you. You see what adults do? Adults can lie to you. Yeah? Teach a child, they'll keep you accountable. Children will keep you accountable. And you will get to be honest with your own development. Some of us are surface dwellers in what we're learning. So you can name all the chakras, but you ain't cleanse them. Because cleansing them is real, real life work. Because it's about energy operations. That's all it is. This is about energy operations. That's real life work. And it's easy when no one's in your house and the Wi-Fi is working and you've got all your sages and your Paola Santos and you've got all your incense and everything's quiet. But when... But when the demons are at your door, you've got to know how to call on the right chakras. That takes exercise. You understand? Teach a child. Teach a child that will help you go through your own university. You will grow in wisdom. We're young. I'm only 30. Half of the things I'm saying to you now in 10 years is going to be next levels. When I, when I touch 40, you can, you can, inshallah, you know, I live to that long. When I touch 40, family... 
Imagine what I'm going to be on. Teach a child. They will help you get there. They will help you get to your mastery level. You see? Thank you for that honesty, Queen. That's so, that's so powerful. You know, that's such a powerful statement because it's true. You know, we, we got this excitement to be God. We want to be God. We know we want to be divine. We know divinity is our right. We know heaven is our right. So, you know, we read about the third eye, crown, chakra, for example, and we realize, you know, that's the God state. Well, we're like, well, I want to go there. And, it, you know, it's, it's based on our nurturing. It's not even our fault that that's what we want straight away and we expect it straight away because that's how we live. We live in a world where we get on an escalator when we want to climb four stories. We get on the elevator, we press number seven. You know, the chakras just look like elevator numbers. And we're like, yo, I want to go from red to, you know, you know what I'm saying, to blue. I need to be at the indigo, you know what I'm saying? But, and, and that's how we were rose. We want the food hot. Put it in the microwave. Hurry up. Put it in the microwave. We want the clothes washed. Dash it in the washing machine. We've literally, oh, man, my heart just felt bad when I was about to say this, but we've literally been robbed of our spiritual process. The only way we grow in spiritual wisdom is by overcoming challenges. It's the only way we grow. And we're out here, fully grown men and women, with all of this power, all of this energy, and not the right classroom, not the right gyms to help us cultivate our spiritual power and wisdom with the right challenges. We haven't, it's been totally, totally taken away from us. And we think that's a good thing. It's not. It's so not. It's so not a good thing. It's so, so, so not a good thing because it robs you of your process of becoming your highest self. You cannot go, you cannot attain anything without the challenge. The challenge is what will help you push back because your nature is to survive. So the challenge helps you survive. And as you're surviving, you are pushing yourself to new realms of experience well without a challenge you just sit there and everything comes to you and babazi you ain't got to do nothing you just have sex with any girl you want you just go online and get off with any man you want do you get what i'm trying to say you just walk up into any establishment you want you just you know i just want to do this because i can you just jump into a car jump into marriage jump into relationships you just you've had no you've had no spiritual education to allow you to be ready for such things it's like it's like it's literally the equivalent of going to the shop buying a white jacket and putting doctor in front of your name and start opening up people's hearts you know how much people you're going to kill trying to do that let's not get into the fact that doctors kill people anyway but let's not let's not go into that part just follow my analogy you get what i'm saying we can't we can't read imhotep was the greatest um scientist poet, you know, sage and all of these things, and then go from being called Brian and say, you know, I'm going to be Imhotep and call ourselves Imhotep and think we're just going to manifest all of these, these wonderful divine powers. No, that's nonsense. That is nonsense. Nothing, no, 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 the reason why I'm so passionate about this and why my heart melts in what, as I talk about this is because honestly, family, I swear to God, I, I thought this for the best part of my life. For the best part of my life, I looked for all the avenues to avoid responsibility. You lot, you lot see how I bang on it so hard right now? Because I swear to you, I looked for all the avenues to avoid response. I looked for them. I was like, there's got to be a quick way it's got to be another way out. Let me just do this once. Oh, man. Da, 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 da. And, you know, and you want to keep your little, you want to keep your creature comforts, but then call on the power of God. 
You want to live. You want to live as a God that you are, but you want to. Do you get what I'm saying? You feel me? I swear, I looked for all of them. I looked for it. I looked for it, man, because I'm like, listen, I ain't got time to like do like you know like you know like in my mind I'm like I need to be perfect right now. I need to be a millionaire right now. The business needs to flourish right now. I need my children right now. I need to be in Africa right now. Paradise right now. And it's like, where is that okay to even think? I'm disrespecting the transformation that one must take consistently, constantly, in order to truly have that right now. Heaven is your right, family. That means it's already here. Heaven is already here. It's actually already here. Like literally, literally. The only thing in your way, and I must reiterate this, is you. You want to hold on to certain things. You see? And the two cannot exist. You cannot keep the things about... Because, you know, when we think of hell, when we think of hell, we think bad shit all the time. Hell is not bad shit all the time. Hell is experiencing pleasure and constantly feeling bad about it. That's what hell is. Hell is even when you get a pleasurable moment, something about it. Hell is me, I'm going to be raw. Hell is me getting head. Feeling all of that beautiful pleasure, yeah, of that sexual experience and feeling bad about that. That's hell. Do you get what I'm saying, family? That's hell. Hell is actually having sex and like, oh my God, Woo. yes, yes, yes. And then feeling guilty. That's hell. Hell is, you know, eating food, participating in music, touching your body or moving your body and feeling bad. Why is it natural things make us feel bad? And even worse, sometimes. It's not because they are bad, family. It's not because they are bad. It's because our process of engaging with what is is not correctly placed. It's in the name of something that is in opposition to who we are. So sex, food, movement, music. What else do we take pleasure in? That's it. Sex, food, music. <laughs> These are like high forms of, you know, pleasures. These things are, 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 are instruments of heaven. How about that? Huh? You think people are virgins in heaven? No, 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 no. People are pure in heaven. It don't mean they ain't having sex. Sex is our birth, literally our birth right. Sex happy guan. Sex happy guan. All kind of sex. Beautiful sex. Abundant. Mm, everything. Everything happy grab. <laughs> you understand? That is our right, like food. It is our human right to niam and experience the pleasures and the delights and the euphoria that comes with delighting in food. Music is our right to sensualize our body, to experience all of that thing. But it must be done in the name of our divinity. You understand? Not our degradation. That's the only difference. What do I mean? Let me make it clear what I mean. Yes? What do I mean? Meaning, air can suffocate you. 
Yes? <laughs> Big up, Granny. <laughs> but let me explain this. Air can suffocate you. The fundamental thing you need for life can actually kill you if you relate with it in the wrong capacity. You can drown in water, but you are 90% water. How can a being made of 90% water be killed by water? Because even though these are fundamental elements of life, food, sex, music, sound, relationship, vibration, earth, wind, fire, ether, water, even though these are fundamental elements of life, these very same elements, if engaged in the improper manner, can murder you, kill you, destroy your life and ex life and pleasurable experience. So let's get that on the way. Therefore, our leading, leading part of ourselves, the leading part of ourselves must be our highest spiritual intention. We do not go into these things. We go into these things based on our, the, 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 a harmonious relationship we need to have with it. Not for the sake of overindulgence, because we are God. We do not need to overindulge. If we are God, meaning we are made in the image and likeness, hear that image and likeness, image and likeness of the Most High Creator, then why must we overindulge? We don't need to. Because the Most High Creator has all abundance. The Most High Creator manifests anything at will. So what do I need to hold on to for? Why do I need to worry about giving you the last leg of the chicken when I'm God? Does that make sense? Why must I fight you? Why must I hate on you for your beauty? For your skill? Your prowess? I don't need to war against you for what you do beautiful. When I'm God and you are God, whatever is beautiful in you is beautiful in me. So let me enjoy. Does that make sense? I don't need to, I don't need to attach myself to people when everybody is me. I don't need to be afraid about what I'm going to eat tomorrow. For those of you who read the Bible, Matthew 6, yes, God dresses the flowers in the fields, feeds the birds, and they do not worry about what they're going to eat. They don't wake up and, and itch and scratch about how they're going to feed and build nests. They guan. They're obedient with the love of God. You and I are the only creatures in creation that can go against the will of God. Because that feature is what allows us to create from will. So that feature where we can have our own will, that will represents God in us. The fact that we can um, use that will means we can go against it. Because being able to play with the polarities of will means we can manifest anything. Because of that, we can also be programmed against being in alignment with the Most High, which is our existence at the moment. Once our life, our pleasure pursuits, our skill pursuits are literally for the love of God, everything becomes a bliss. There is no time. There is no competition. Yes, there is no poverty. There is no pain. There is no suffering. You understand? All of those things drop because your life is God. Your life is the love of God. There is no searching for it. There is only being. Your life is the love of God. Therefore, everything that is owed to you as a vessel of God is already there. 
you just got to get out your way. You wouldn't believe, family. I should, I should really go into questions. <sighs> but you wouldn't believe how much things is waiting for you if you just move out the way. Your thoughts, your mental programming literally is literally blocking you. What other people may believe. Some of you, you know, said jokingly this morning, that, you know, you're scared or, you know, not scared. Some of you said, oh, my neighbors are going to think I'm possessed, you know, because of, you know, the Cesarojo. And like, you know, it's funny because since I started Cesarojo, you know, I've got some dope neighbors next door and, you know, we would just say hi, you know. And uh, one day I asked them if my music is too loud. Obviously, I do Cesarojo every morning. I said, you know, I went to the neighbors on both sides. I said, listen, um, since this quarantine thing, I've been doing these classes every morning and that's why I play music for an hour. And they'd be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. My neighbours, my Jamaican ones, you know, I didn't know this, but they went and found out what I was doing, you know. And weeks later, I was meditating in the garden and my neighbour was like, yo, neighbour, when are you doing Cesarojo for children? And I'm like, well, you know about Cesarojo, fam? You get what I'm saying? She's like, I watch this every single morning. You get what I'm saying? My point is, your, 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 your assumptions about what someone is going to think of you are your own. Do you get what I'm saying? You see, your assumptions about what someone's going to think of you are your own. And even if they do think uh, whatever of you, it doesn't even matter. Your life is supposed to be the representation of what you love. You're supposed to make peace. Make peace with those who agree with you. Make peace with those who disagree with you. When confrontation is to be had, you know, it's like, you know, like, you know, there's like, I've got some aunties in Kenya who would ask me, hey, Mikel, each has a rojo. You know what I'm saying? They want to know. Yeah? They want to know what it is. You know, and we're talking about, you know, Christian elders. And when I'm breaking it down from them, for them, you realize when you explain yourself and you have to connect in love with someone, you get the opportunity to even grow in your own wisdom. You should embrace conflict because it conflict allows you to learn, strengthens your resolve. You get to ask questions to yourself. I embrace all questions. I've had elders sit me down and ask me, you know, what it is. When we're in the forest, when we're in Kenya, we're in the forest and these people, you know, are seeing what we're doing and stuff like that, you know, they're going to have questions, especially when they live in a Christian perspective and we get the opportunity to share and educate. You see, and I've had so many elders be like, oh, you know, these things, what you are saying, we used to do when we were children. And in fact, I remember, you got to remember, these lot have gone through colonization, but they will still remember their own elders, their grandparents doing similar things in the forests. And they will say that to me. Do you get what I'm saying? But if, you, if you're not doing something for fear of what someone's going to think of you, you're literally blocking your blessings that you know is righteous and good for you and the possible blessings of someone else through discovering that which you have found is righteous and good for yourself. And guess what, family? Through you remaining disciplined, even at the face and odds and opposition of other people, do you realize that's where your spiritual power comes from? Do you realize that you spiritual power doesn't come from people complimenting you? Spiritual power doesn't come from people going, oh, you're amazing. I love how you do your sun salutations outside on the grass. It doesn't come from them. Spiritual power comes from challenge and resistance. And you remaining in peace on, in an alignment with your self-love practices during the challenge and resistance. That's where spiritual power comes from. Because that's when you need help beyond your own energetic understanding. That's where spiritual power comes from. You have to call something new. 
You can't get spiritual power from everyone just agreeing with you. Now, let's break down quickly so you understand what I mean by spiritual power. I'm not here on some spooky talk. I'm being very real. Spirit is breath. Your breath is that which emits from you. That which emits from you is your energy. Your energy is your spirit. Yes? So, your energetic operations is your spirituality. Situations of conflict cause your energy to move. Cause your energy to be moved. If you have a particular path you are trying to stay on and someone has come to shift your energy, your commitment to that path, and as they uh, challenge that energy in and around you, your commitment to that is what is going to give you more power because you're going to have to, you're going to, have to call on an, a new, an agency of different kind of power. You're going to have to exercise a different kind of strength, resistance, resilience, endurance, patience, peace to align again. And when you do that, you are a much wiser person because of it. So your challenges, whatever you're on, again, if you're doing, if you're doing aquaponics and everyone's like, why you got fishes underneath kale and spinach? Good, keep doing it. Yeah, if you're out here and you got your garden and you live on an estate where everyone can see you outside your window, go in your garden and bust them yoga moves. Sit out there in silence. Let them see you doing what you're doing. Let yourself feel that pain, not pain, but that uncomfortability. Align yourself, even when the uncomfortability happens. Yes? Keep, keep steadfast. Do it. Because you are giving yourself the opportunity to grow in spiritual power. Once you pass that and you, you get to a place you don't business. Because you realize it's just your mind playing tricks on you. This is why children teach children. They will get you out of your funk. You get what I'm saying? Teach children. Teach children, family. Just will work. Boy, I don't know if I have time for question today. Or not. Come like my time run out. But family, for those of you who are taking part in the 21-day Chesarol Challenge, this is what we want to be doing. This is what we are going to be doing. This is what we're going to be dedicating ourselves to, our love service, our heaven in real time, our practices of love. We're going to be 21 days of non-stop. Yeah? We're going to encourage each other. We're going to, you know, share how it feels. We're going to have reflections. I'm going to set challenges are going to be maybe uncomfortable to some people, but ultimately you're going to have fun and beautiful. It's going to be dope. <laughs> what a life. What a life we get to live when we just get out of our way. What a life we get to experience. All right. Let me answer one question before we come out here since sister decided to throw it in there. And I thank you for doing that as well. How can you identify your spiritual gifts and not just mistake it for interest or talents? Hold on. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. You literally ask the question and hit away the answer. <laughs> you see how our mind does? We got to be very careful of definitions. Yes? Uh, let me tell you. The unnatural man. Yes? This system that we live in, this system of white inadequacy, yes? This system of white inadequacy, their power lies in psychology. This is where that European mind goes to. The power is right here. Right? So everything is intellectual and has to be broken down and understood right here from an intellectual logistical you see and as obviously we are we have been reared in these environments so we have taken on that mentality too naturally 
but you have to get out of the boxes of definitions because what you've just done there is literally once you understand spirit spiritual gifts what is remember spirit means breath spirit means breath spirit means breath say it spirit means breath spirit means breath spirit means breath spirit is your energy your energy operations that's your spirituality understand these words family so you can't be tricked anytime you want to get through understanding something go to the definition yes you can look for the dictionary de definition but also go to if you have a mother tongue look for what they say in your language because the language itself will show you what it means yes that's why when you look at roho means spirit but roho means the energy of your heart your courage so that's showing you something in the word african language doesn't deal with um uh isolated things it deals with entire concepts in one word one word deals with an entire concept not just a a linear isolated thing that's the fundamental difference between so i digress spiritual gifts family is your ability to use energy what energy gifts do you have what way do you use your energy are you someone who goes inward you can sit down in silence can you process information easily can you tear through books like water you know are you someone who needs to be practical use your body do you have an ability to sing and use your vocal cords are you a great listener do you retain information? Does your mind like to do 101 things like my mind does? These are all spiritual gifts that can be found in our interests and our talents. If you want to identify your spiritual gifts, look at your interests and your talents. I'm talking about all your interests. Even if your interest is gothic animations. If you have an interest in gothic animations it's going to give you an indication into something deep within you like i always had an interest in two things that i had an interest in when i was young is space like i loved space and planets and i always loved how the fashion of what would you call it there's a word they call it but it's um fashion of antiquity you know like how the Romans dressed, how the Tudors dressed, how the Vikings dressed, you know, how the ancients of China dressed. You get what I'm saying? I always, periodic clothing, that's what they call it. I always had an interest in that. Now, you looking at that is not so, oh, that's a spiritual gift. It is! It's giving you an indication as to what that person's purpose, mission, aim in life is. It's giving you an indication if you know how to read and understand where that person's going. Allow yourself to walk down the rabbit hole, Alice. If you have an interest in a white rabbit with a tuxedo and a clock, barling I'm late, follow that interest. Because it might not be the white rabbit, but the energy of where that white rabbit is going to lead you is going to make you go raw. Do you understand? By the time you follow that white rabbit and you've gone through the rabbit hole, you take you done taking mushrooms. <laughs> Some, <laughs> hey, I listen one day that is deep. You taking your mushrooms, you smoke pipes with caterpillars, sung to the daffodils, you know what I'm saying? Talked with Cheshire cats and you know, blowing yourself up. By the time you finish all of that, you're gonna come out a stronger, wiser, more powerful, and sound person. So your spiritual gifts can be found exclusively in your interests and talents. Thank you guys so much, so much. This is why we must nurture that in our children. Just watch your children, guide them. Don't think you know everything. You don't know nothing about your child. Guide them, watch them, and try and get out of their way. Just make sure that they don't hurt themselves and, you know, abuse themselves. But, you know, see where they're going. They're going to lead you to heaven. Peace in. Love out, Nakumaisha, Watu, Waroho. Family, thank you so much. Um, Sunday, for those of you who signed up, I'll see you then. Peace and love. Wagwa, Nakumaisha family. 
Thank you for tuning in to Too High To Go Hell, a spiritual health conversation for the millennial generation. Are you tapped in? <laughs> thank you for your ears and thank you for your energy. Guys, if you'd like to support this work in this podcast and anything else World Changer Life is doing, please go to my website, worldchangerlife.com or hit the link in my bio on my Instagram and leave a donation of any kind. Also, family, I'm really interested to know what you guys have learned, what is, uh, thoughts have been inspired in you from listening to this podcast. So go on to Twitter, at me, at Mikelamine, or on Instagram, at Energy. Use the hashtag spiritual health with Mikkel and just tell me some of the sound bites that you've got, some of the quotables, you know, some of the lessons that you might have learned from the conversations in these podcasts. Also, join the World Changer WhatsApp broadcast list where we can have one-on-one conversations about the topics of spiritual health. Add my number, plus four four double seven four three zero double five double one nine. Plus four four double seven. 430 Peace in, love out. Hey!